Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Monday Matinee, your weekly series of live plays, classic drama and comedy, and a variety of audio drama from the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Welcome to Season 13, Episode 558. I'm your host in the midst of spring cleaning, Jack Ward. And I'm your host, enjoying a large gin and tonic while you do, David Alt. <laughs> uh, Jack, you've uh, you've gone through your summer wear. Has, has, has summer finally arrived in Canada? Oh, it's more than that, David. I've cleaned out my garage and pulled out all my sweaters and heavy coats and jackets and mittens and hats and scarves and other Canadian wear and have switched them all with my shorts, ball cap, uh, beach equipment, as well as set up my deck for meals outside again. It feels so good to shuffle through the closets and do a little sorting. And just in time, our feature tonight is all about handling junk. Now, this isn't the R-rated one, is it, Jack? <laughs> no, it's not. And I wouldn't exactly call myself junk. But, well, to be fair, <laughs> there's a lot of junk there, too. <laughs> but, yes, tonight's feature is the first few episodes of yet another amazing audio drama called We Fix Space Junk by Beth Crane. And it all begins right here. On the Sonic Society. We Fix Space Junk by Beth Crane Episode 1, Escape from Hagen 4 Samantha! Go away. I'm not signing any more autographs. Sweetheart, it's me. We've only got ten minutes. Fabio? I came back for you. I told you I would. Come on, this way. 
Is that man okay? He's fine. Just step over him. He's uh bleeding. Rather rather a lot. Really quite a lot. That is uh quite a lot of blood, Fabio. He was like that when I got here. Did you want me to rescue you or not? Come on. AUT News. News on the hour, every hour. You join me outside the courthouse where the accused, Miss Samantha Trapp, is due to stand trial. For Miss Trapp, the last six months have been a roller coaster. Formerly a member of the social elite with a social media following of millions and a nightlife I think we've all envied at one point or another. Wait, hang on. I'm getting an update. It appears that Miss Trapp has escaped from the infamous Hagen Four prison where she was being held prior to her trial, leaving th no four dead guards behind her. She appears to have disabled the alarms and security measures surrounding her cell and fled. She is being reported as armed and extremely dangerous and should not be approached under any circumstances. Any information pertaining to her whereabouts... Looks awfully suspicious to me. Of course it looks suspicious. If it was innocuous, I could move it myself. You're a smuggler. You smuggle things. Well, the whole point is the packages look ordinary. This crate just screams fleeing heiress. It's too big and too new and too stylish. Nobody transports cargo in polished tigerwood crates. Please, we have no other choice. We're desperate people. Desperate people are my favorite kind of client. You've done all the paperwork? Yes. So that's a third of the payment now, and the other two thirds when we meet you at the Crab Nebula. And I'll have had time to prove her innocence by then. Sure you will. And the payment's already been set up, yeah? You'll get your money, so long as she's safe and sound at the end. And you know what happens if you don't pay up? I've read the contract. Can we hurry this up? I don't want to get caught by customs at the last minute. I'm just checking. I've signed a few contracts in my time. It's good to know what you're letting yourself in for. Jeez, she's heavy for a socialite. She's in the other crate. And this is? Luggage, obviously. Just the basics. I'm not taking it. You've paid for one person. I fueled up and stopped up for one person. Not a crate full of... I'm not even sure what half this stuff is. Well, you're not living the haute couture lifestyle. We're paying you well. Extremely well. I have a lot of subsidiary costs. Like what? I'm taking one person and one small suitcase. Think of me as the EasyJet of the smuggling business. We don't do budget. Think of it as minimalist. She's not going to be happy. She'll live, unlike the guards she killed on the way out. Oh. Okay, now clear off. Goodbye, my love. For you, it'll feel mere seconds, but for me, it will be an eternity. I cannot wait. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm closing the doors now. I love you, my angel. Jesus. Things I have to do for this job. This is customs. Sorry, I'm just leaving. I'm in a real hurry. Dax, can you do something? Like what? Could you please open the door, Mom? Mom must be serious. Good afternoon. We're checking all outgoing cargo ships for suspicious packages. Due to the high level of smuggling in the area, we're conducting a random search. Right. And I thought it was a little strange, a woman travelling all on her own in a big ship like this. Did you pack your cargo yourself, Mom? Yes. Really? How did you manage that? Those crates are rather large. Are you sure you didn't? Well, thank the wonders of cyborg technology. I see. So what's in that? 
I believe that... Yes, that's army boots. Ex-army boots. For the orphans. For the orphans? They turn them into a nutritious stew. Disgusting, but well. Orphans can't be choosers, right? I'll give them the once over, just in case. Oh, old army boots. Pick them up on the way over here. Just, you know, Automnicon. Doing its bit for the less fortunate. You're from Automnicon? You didn't see the sticker on my windscreen. No, 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 I did. Uh, I did I'm so sorry. I guess my ship is a little dirty. I suppose you couldn't see it. I'm so sorry. I'm so untidy for a woman. I, I guess it can happen to anyone, right? Uh, anyone at all. It's a harmless mistake. Yeah. You have a nice day now. I, I can go? Go on. <laughs> well, that was a little cruel. Obnoxious little creep. Who's about three seconds away from asking to speak to the man of the ship. I guess the closest thing would be you. And you're a computer. Oh, come on. Pile of junk. Hey, less of that. I don't take it out on you when you park badly. Sorry. There we go. I'll get a nano service while you're in cryo. It'll give me something to do in the long, lonely months. I can't stay awake just to keep you company while you barrel through space, Dax. You're a computer. You're not supposed to get lonely. Can you at least renew your Netflix account? It expired four months ago, and I nearly went mad with boredom. Full how. I don't know why they don't just give us warp drives. You know why. Our time's worth nothing to them. This is Yellow Submarine. Repeat Yellow Submarine. We cleared for takeoff. Thanks, pal. Sub out. You don't let me out. Come on. Oh, you must be Samantha. Yes, I'm... What happened to your face? What happened to yours? What? That nose is natural, is it? Well, no, but it's like... You've got, like... Sorry, I've never actually met a full-on one of you before. I mean... I've got a friend with a robot hand, but I think it's ironic. You can say it. It's not a dirty word. You're a... Sorry, I mean, I'm just... I'm a cyborg. There you go. But, like, can I ask you what actually happened? Some things. Like what? Mining accident. Industrial accident. Radiation. Crocodile. etc., etc. I can go on. Oh, you've gone all pale. Little tip for you, if you wonder whether you should ask something, 90% of the time, it's better not to. So, what do you call this place? Put that down. This is the Yellow Submarine. Why is it called that? No idea. It was second-hand and changing the name was a hassle. Right. You've not been cryoed before, have you? Excuse me? Cryoed. Put in suspended animation. I know what it means, but nobody cryos anymore. Well, you're in for a treat, then. Hope you like spending the next six months on your own with no food. Look, we're not going to get on, and that's fine. But my fiancé is paying you a lot of money to take me to the Crab Nebula, so power up your warp drive and get going. (laughs) You think I'm joking? I can't spend six months in a tank. What about my social media presence? Think of it as a really long spa. (laughs) A bit of a digital detox. (laughs) 
What was that? That's Daxon, the shipboard computer. Say hi. Uh, hello? Hmm, yes, hello. He prefers to be called Dax. Be nice, he's controlling your cryo settings. Look, Samantha, they're checking every warp-ready ship. Not checking like that guy from customs just now, I mean tearing them apart looking for you. We were lucky just now, but Automnicon isn't always as scary a name as it should be. The one place they aren't checking are the freezer ships, because they assume you won't go cryo-class. Right. You killed four guards on your way out. I doubt you'll last that long if you go back. Huh? It's a really easy way to vanish for six months. Just floating slowly through space, frozen in time. I do it all the time. It's like a long sleep. Or a short death. Well, that's comforting. Did you do it, by the way? No. I didn't. I've been framed. So why were you so afraid to stand trial? I was ready to stand trial. Seems like you went to a lot of trouble to avoid it. Makes you seem less than innocent. As I said in the press conference, myself and my family are entirely innocent of any wrongdoing whatsoever. We are merely a philanthropic... (laughs) What? I grew up on Pluto. Then you of all people should know. My family have been a boon to Pluto. Our partnership with... Where do you think I lost my legs? And I was lucky. If you're going to be like that, why did you bother picking me up? I need the money. And I haven't been back to Pluto in a few decades. You're what, 20? It's not your fault your family are a bunch of murderers. Wait, how old are you? Mm, Cryo has its advantages. Anyway, I have bigger problems than that. Like what? It's getting late. We better get in the tanks. So what do I do? Just get in. Dax will do the rest. Ah! Oh, and don't worry if you feel like you're drowning. That's perfectly normal. Wait, what? (sighs) She's interesting. She's all right. We've only got to spend a couple of days with her. And then I can get my debt paid off, and we can get a better ship. With no ghosts. And a warp drive. Ooh. I'll look at some second-hand models. Put some feelers out. Thanks. See you in six months, Dax. (sighs) I'll miss you. Back to the Sudoku. Just me and the fridge. Unsettling. Did you hear that, Fridge? <sighs> of course you didn't. You're a Fridge. With six months of cryo ahead of them, what's waiting in the future for Kilner and Samantha? What sinister being is lurking in the hull of the Yellow Submarine? And will Dax ever finish his Sudoku? Find out on next week's episode of We Fix Space Junk. In that episode of We Fix Space Junk, Samantha Trapp was played by Rebecca Evans, Kilner was played by Beth Crane, Dax was played by Jack Carmichael, and Fabio was played by Chris Montague. All other parts were played by the cast, along with Aaron Simmons, Rosie Alice, Crystal Hewitt, and Headley Knights. The programme was written by Beth Crane and produced by Headley Knights for Battlebird Productions.
It's done? It's done. She'll be dead before she can get to trial. Thank you, Fabio. It's a shame I'll never have you as a son-in-law. Just doing my bit for the company, sir. Subscribe, consume, integrate, indoctrinate, assimilate, degenerate, and watch your body decay into a faceless husk as your mind floats aimlessly in space. Register your interest with Automnicon now. Ship's log. Things are not going to plan. We seem to be under attack, and I'm not sure we'll be able to deliver the trap package successfully. There are reports from the surface that there are... She's regaining consciousness. Oh, that's all I need. I was hoping she'd be asleep till we got there. Prepare starboard cannons. Prepare starboard shields. Incoming fire. We Fix Space Junk by Beth Crane. Episode 2. Flight of the Submarine. ships near the Crab Nebula. Weird, this is usually a safe zone. I think they're bounty hunters. You'll need this. Try and stay still. A bucket? Why? Oh God, what have you done to me? They're coming up on our left, Kilmer. Can you spin? If I cut the engines, then restart, I should be able to lose them in the smog. Thank the gods for industrial pollution. We can't stay here long. Dax, can you find out what the hell's happening? Yeah, I'm on it. What have you done to me? I haven't done anything. You're just a little travel sick. Take me to the hospital, please. I can't do that, Samantha. It's fine. I'm insured. I doubt it. I think we have other things to worry about first. Of course I am. Fabby said he'd sort it all out. Hmm. You may want to rethink your feelings towards Fabby. He screwed us. He wouldn't do that. Sure about that? Thank you. Is that? Thank yeah. you all for coming. There'll be a good explanation. Six months ago, my beloved fiancée, Samantha Trapp, escaped from prison. We'd arranged to meet at the Crab Nebula spaceport, but during her escape, something went wrong. Something went horribly wrong. I cannot say how sorry I am to the partners and children of those guards brutally murdered by Samantha in the course of her escape. Trey Kincaid, Corbin Dallas, Joseph Hallenbeck, and Jeff Talley will live on in our hearts. I didn't know that Samantha was capable of this desperate act, and I am deeply saddened by her deed. Son of a bitch! My appeal today is this. Samantha, if you're watching, 
Please, hand yourself in. I had nothing to do with that. He, he turned up, opened my cell, and we escaped. I didn't kill anyone. He must have... Hey, hey, I believe you. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, if you know anything about the escape of Samantha Trapp, please report it to the Nakatomi Galactic Force immediately. There is a reward of four million credits for her capture, dead or alive. Interesting. So do you want the good news or the bad news? I'm not sure I can handle any more news. Okay, I'll start with the good news. They haven't caught us. Yet. The yellow sub has some pretty good camouflage software, and Automnicon is indifferent to the law, so you're safe on that front. And the bad news? Fabio didn't pay up, and there are some consequences you might not like. Right. Look, let's get away from here first. We got here two days early. They were waiting for us, but I guess they didn't have the full welcoming party ready. Hey, what's wrong? We're still alive, aren't we? I was going to marry him. Well, at least it happened now? What am I supposed to do? I'm afraid you don't actually have that much of a choice. You're going to hand me in? No, no, that wouldn't fix things for either of us. Four million credits would end your contract and buy a nearly new ship. With a brand new warp drive. Dax, that's pretty heartless. Just being logical. You're being kind of a dick. Come on, she just lost her fiancé and her entire family. What?! They're siding with Fabio on this one. Sorry. Apparently you're the one bad egg in a family full of angels. Responsible for every fraud, every murder, and every bit of tax evasion done in your family's name for the past 25 years. But I'm 27! I guess you started young? Look, you're fine here. You're safe. And you haven't got that much of a choice. Can't you just leave me on a planet somewhere? Not exactly. What? Do you remember the contract you signed? I guess. Vaguely. Did you read it? I know Fabio did. But you didn't? No. Hmm. What? So, you know Automnicon? Of course I do. They're my family's biggest rivals. They own you. What? Think of Automnicon as a sort of student loan company. That's how they started out. You take a loan from them, and then they own you until you've paid it off. With interest. A whole lot of interest. And that's legal? You think there's any way in hell I could own this ship otherwise? I'm from a mining town on Pluto. I couldn't afford this in a thousand years, and it's going to take me two thousand to pay it off, at least. But smuggling you was supposed to buy me out. And now? You're in debt too. But who do you think provided the tank? The cryogel? The oxygen? I thought they were yours. Why did you think smuggling you cost so much? I thought you were just, you know, a capitalist. Okay, this might explain some things. You have to watch it anyway. Regulations. Hello, new employee, and welcome to Automnicon. As a new debtor to Automnicon, your pre-signed contract has been interfaxed directly to our accounts department, from which it cannot be retrieved. You will receive regular updates regarding your debt levels and any interest rate changes. As per the terms and conditions of the contract you signed, you are now contracted to Automnicon until you've paid off your debt or the end of your natural life, whichever is sooner. You will find details of your missions in the inbox of your shipboard computer. Make sure you check it regularly, as being late to any missions we assign you will of course incur fines. And a final note on health and safety. 
As a technically self-employed indebted contractor, all Autumnicon employees are entirely responsible for their own health and well-being, which means no tricky health and safety guidelines to follow and no obligatory fluorescent jackets. If you die, that's your own fault, and your family will inherit your debt. We hope you enjoy working for us as much as we enjoy your service. Autumnicon. We own you. So all I have to do is pay off my debt? Fine, I can do that. How much do I owe? It was 7000 Oh, that's nothing. Fine. Initially. You know what compound interest is, right? How much? 900,027 credits. And counting. You're stuck here. With me. To work it off. I can't work it off. I'm a trap. Surely... That means less than nothing to Automnicom. Believe me, I'm as thrilled as you are. After what happened last time. What happened last time? Crocodiles. Look, it's not a bad life. It's interesting, at least. It's squalid. You live in a... a little box. Well, now we live in a little box, which makes it about half the size. It's an honest living. You're a smuggler. And according to your fiancé, you're a murderer. Anyway, I'm more of a jack-of-all-trades. Mostly I do repairs. You get to travel a lot, see the universe. (sighs) Oh, you've got a job. Three days normal travel. Oh, leave me alone. Okay, you sit there and try and drink something. You're probably pretty dehydrated. I need to go and look at the schematics. Where are we going? We have a job. Can you drop me off at the hospital? I feel like I'm dying. You'll feel better in a little while. I'd rather be safe than sorry. You can't afford to be safe, Samantha. You go to the hospital, they'll give you a saline IV, charge you 300 credits, and then... Oh, they'll call the police! But... If there's an emergency, I've become quite a good surgeon over the years. You learn a lot reading books and, well, having to practice. You'll be fine. Believe me, it's just travel sickness. Although it'd be interesting to operate on someone else. I've gotten really used to using a mirror. I won't work for Automnicon. I refuse. You don't work, you don't eat. Or breathe. Is that a threat? Well, it's not my threat. It's Automnicon's specialist air system. Thinking of withholding your service? Planning an act of disobedience? Contemplating protest? Automnicon's specialist air system means you needn't worry about that anymore. Any disobedience will be concluded quickly and quietly by our intelligent air systems. Concerned with finding a way to peacefully resolve strike action, Automnicon's engineers developed Automniere. Automniere draws information from your shipboard monitors and withholds precious oxygen from anyone planning descent. From hunger strikes to Molotov cocktails, we've got you covered. Automnicon, we own you. Look, why don't you go and have a lie down? I've got a spare boiler seat you can borrow. (sighs) You're keeping her. Looks like it. Hey, maybe she has hidden potential. Still think the four million credits would come in handy. Nah, poor kid. She doesn't deserve it. Warp drives, though. Get on with the navigation, Dax. Oh, if I must, Captain. What's awaiting for our intrepid repairman out in the darkness of space? Merriment? Adventure? 
or death and destruction? Find out in next week's episode of We Fix Space Junk. In that episode of We Fix Space Junk, Samantha Trapp was played by Rebecca Evans, Kilner was played by Beth Crane, Dax was played by Jack Carmichael, and Fabio was played by Chris Montague. All other parts were played by the cast, along with Vicky Barron, James Bradshaw, and Headley Knights. The programme was written by Beth Crane and produced by Headley Knights for Battlebird Productions. Yes? We've had some information back from one of our ships. A new debtor, Miss Samantha Trapp. Ah, so things are going to plan regarding the Trapp Mining Corporation. The what? It's above your pay grade. Keep me updated on her whereabouts. Will do, Miss Lamb. Now, stop hassling me. I'm on my lunch break. On second thoughts, he knows too much. Lionel, have him put down. Subscribe. Do not rage against the dying of the light. Accept the fading of your spark on your own inevitable demise. Embrace it. Chase it. Automicon. We own you. We Fix Space Junk by Beth Crane. Episode 3. The Popcorn Man of Entertainia 3. better? Mm, a bit. We're nearly at the planet's surface. I didn't really expect my first day of work to be like this. I'm guessing you've not really worked before. I had a lemonade stand when I was little. My father made all the staff buy drinks for me. He was really happy with the profit margins. That sounds... Mm. It sounds like my father. So I thought I should probably give you a bit of a lesson, so you kind of understand what we're doing. Just to warn you, I'm kind of useless. But have you tried? Tried what? Well, anything. Pay someone else to do it is pretty much my family motto. Then how do you know you're useless? Because I've... (laughs) Well then. So first, a quick lesson in consequences. You're going to go all quantum on me because I probably won't get it. Some of the repairs we carry out or operations we do or cargo we move might not make sense. Initially, on the surface. Right. It's only later on that you realise that Automicon has a plan. There are always consequences, even for the little things. How does Automnicon know what's going to happen? Statisticians. They have thousands of them. Human and... otherwise. Some of the best minds in the galaxy are number crunchers for Automnicon. They decide what the end result they want is, and then their stats department pour over the potential causes and refine them until they have a course of action that's almost certain. Almost? Well, 
There's always a little human error. Kilner? Yeah? Are Automnicon evil? Is anything evil? I don't know. I've been working for them for so long, I'm not sure I'd know the difference. How did you wind up like this? Well, it's what happens when you grow up in a small mining town on Pluto. You work in the mine, or you take out an impossibly large loan to escape. I was always good with machines, so I... left. I studied, I became a decent mechanic, and then, when I was finished, Automnicon owned me. A few decades later, quite a lot of decades later, now I'm here. That seems sad. Kind of a waste. A waste of what? <laughs> the average lifespan on Pluto's 42. I'd have been long dead by now. Dax, can you play the mission brief again? Hello, valued employees. Here are the details for your next exciting mission. You will be repairing a projector model unknown in or at the Central Cinema Entertainia Pleasure Complex Planet 3. We hope you enjoy your mission. Additional notes? None. Message ends. Take us down, Dax. You know what to do. Jump. Well, it used to be beautiful if you liked that sort of thing. You see over there by those festering pools of slime? They used to be glittering waters, giving health to all who bathed in them. There were lush green and purple plants everywhere, carefully maintained by a whole army of gardeners. And the grand cinema, that was the centre stone of the whole place. I couldn't even afford a pack of peanuts here in the old days. So what are we supposed to be doing? We're repairing a projector. I'm guessing it'll be a Tomney Mark II. Nice bit of kit, but it doesn't like grease. A projector. We travelled through space for three days to fix a projector. Remember what I said about consequences. There are a lot of reasons to keep the people of Entertainia... distracted. Try not to react too much to the way they look. Don't worry, I've met loads of aliens. I've done the full round of diplomatic balls. Greetings, visitors. Stop, popcorn! Ow! Hello, Your Excellency. We welcome you to our planet. Although, I am afraid that with our current high levels of austerity, we have very little to offer you. We've been sent by head office to make alterations to your main cinema. That is good news. Things just haven't been the same since the film stopped running. So the cinema will fix all this? Not really, but it's good to have a distraction. It stops the riots. When you're watching a classic romantic comedy, perhaps uh, When Harry Met Sally, Sleepless in Seattle, or Saw 7, it really takes you out of yourself. And then it's hard to remember that you're starving to death. But wouldn't it be better if you could lead us to the projection room? We'll get started. But... Welcome to the Grand Cinema. This must have been beautiful once. The gold's peeling off the arches and the velvet's faded on the seats, but imagine coming here. It was all right. 
a bit tacky. I only went inside once, and that was in its last days. We want to go up those stairs and through there. That's the projection room. Look at them. They're all sitting in their seats, waiting for it to start. Can you put the toolkit down there? Hmm. Told you, Tomino Mark II. It's always the grease. So you fix these a lot? I fixed one before the catastrophe happened, and I've, well, I've read a lot about them. As well as what little I could find out about what happened here. There's a surprising amount of anthropology involved in what we do. That's not the same as hands-on experience, though, surely? Well, when you take a step back, everything pretty much works the same way. They're just a bunch of moving parts. Projectors, battle robots, the human body. We're different, though. Well, I did base my knees on a hinging mechanism from a submarine. Really? Moving parts. So, am I supposed to be doing something? Not yet. Just watch what I'm doing. It's quite simple once you know the principles. You need to lubricate machines to keep them running, but lubrication in the wrong place can be disastrous. The buttery atmosphere of Entertainia isn't great for these machines. That little wheel with the teeth wore down, and the grease made it tear through the film instead of moving it. And then because the film wasn't moving, the projector jammed and overheated, which burnt through the cellulose. So why don't they just get a new one? They don't have access to the outside world. It's Automnicon's job to keep it that way. Why? Had you ever heard of Entertainia before? No. So it was a massive artificial entertainment complex built to amuse the best and brightest in the universe. But as people stopped being interested in what it had to offer, it was abandoned. The nail in the coffin was the nuclear reactor that powered the place. There was a leak and it did something strange. Those creatures out there evolved from popcorn. If they were recognised as sentient, the corporation that accidentally created them would have to take responsibility for them. And it would upset too many people if they nuked the place, so... Well, it's one of the universe's little secrets. The universe is a much weirder place than I thought. Little bit of advice, when they come around with refreshments, don't take them. Some things evolved and some things... Devolved. Like what? The ushers. The films keep them distracted and relatively content until the universe can figure out what to do with them. Want to stay and watch this one? It's good. Don't we have to go? Dax, any more jobs lined up? Nothing yet. Okay then, I guess so. Keep us out of the ship for a little while. Shall we sit there? You'll get used to it, I promise. Stop talking over the film. Is it always like this? Mm, not exactly. Sometimes they want to give you human snacks, sometimes they want to kill you. It keeps you on your toes. You know I'll get out of my contract eventually, right? That's them, the ones talking over the film. We'd better get out of here. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Speaking during films is punishable by death. Oh, I guess they are a civilised society after all. There's the sub. Thank Bruce I didn't park further away. What happened to you? Long story. Take off. Autopilot now. <sighs> so, there we go. That's the job. I need a drink. Hmm, I thought you'd say that. Cheers.
I think I could get used to this. Temporarily. Yeah, temporarily. <laughs> oh, what the hell is that? Oh, I make it out of fuel. You'll get used to the taste. I think there are a lot of things I have to get used to. Well, it's better than being dead. Or married to Fabio. I don't want to get in the way of your bonding, but there's another job coming in. Other side of Alpha Centauri. Looks like it's time for another three-month stint in the pods. Can we give it a couple of days? I need some time to think. Mm, okay. But too long out of the pods and we'll be stuck eating recycled food. Eating what? It's exactly as unpleasant as it sounds. Right. But yeah, it's better than starving to death, which is what happened to the guy who used to own the ship. What happened? No one knows. They just found an empty, powered-down ship floating in space, with a puddle of human remains on the carpet. When no one claimed it, or Tomnicon acquired it at auction, fitted it up, and sent us on our way. Don't worry, they cleaned it. Mostly. Actually, I wanted to talk to you about that. Don't freak her out, Dax. She's new. And besides, there's no such thing as ghosts. Little do our team of adventurers know that there's more than one kind of ghost. And as the yellow submarine drifts slowly through space, something is watching them. In that episode of We Fix Space Junk, Samantha Trapp was played by Rebecca Evans, Kilner was played by Beth Crane, and Daxon was played by Jack Carmichael. All other parts were played by Chris Montague, Rosie Alice, Vicky Barron, Luke Boys, and Headley Knights. The programme was written by Beth Crane and produced by Headley Knights for Battlebird Productions. How do you wish to proceed, Miss Lamb? Do you want us to inform the traps? No, not yet. Things are getting interesting. I didn't expect her to have that much... character. So, just watch and wait? Yes, Lionel. Watch and wait. Rate. Review. Subscribe. Consume. Become one with us. Bring us your children, your loved ones, and your dead. Automicon. Because life is better together. And that's this week's show. Please remember to write in about your ideas for the upcoming 2020 MadCon convention. Isn't that a tautology? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but still, write to us at sonicsociety at gmail.com. But until next week, thanks for joining us here at The Society. I'm David Alt. And I'm Jack Ward. Good night. Good night. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. Sonic Society.
This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Do you want to hear a story? It's a story as old as the jungle itself. A story about our village, Little Parrot, and our country, Belize. Many years ago, our ancestors, the ancient Maya, had miraculous powers. The ability to change into animals and even to talk to the gods themselves. But an evil man named Spectre tried to harness that power for himself. Soon, I will be as powerful and everlasting as a god. Spectre's rise could only be stopped by one person, a girl from this very village. You arrived in a ball of fire, Spectre? Stop! That's how what? you're gonna leave! What's happening to me? No! But when Spectre was swallowed by the underworld, the magic of the world was swallowed up with him until now. The stories say that the world will once again be threatened by a great evil. What is that? And this time, the fate of our people will rest in the hands of two girls. Sisters. Danger awaits Aurela and Saida in the jungle. Magical animals, both friend and foe. To save us all, these two very different sisters must work together and find the power of the ancient Maya, the power hidden deep inside of them. From the award-winning creators of The Unexplainable Disappearance of Mars Patel and The Cleansed comes The Mayan Crystal. It's a thrilling adventure through the jungles of Belize, full of talking animals and legendary gods from Mayan folklore. New episodes every week, starting March 1st. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to hear a story? In this time of COVID-19, CDC asks you keep your hands clean. Don't congregate and kindly shelter in place. Also wash your hands and don't touch your face. So use soap and water and grab a clean towel. And don't be a Jonah. Prevent spread of corona by washing your hands. Olay! This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.